0: Hello and welcome to episode 187 of Travel Stories from the Back Again and Gone podcast. Yes, still being recorded in the beautiful home office of Chateau Relaxo, Florida. And tonight it's time for that March crazy travel roundup. Thanks for listening. Hello, if you're a new listener, welcome. If you are a returning listener, welcome back. And tonight I am partaking in a Digital Recess Hazy IPA coming in at 6.0% APV from the Cherry Street Brewing of Chattanooga, Tennessee. So one road trip since our last episode, three nights in three different hotels, which is always brutal. It was the Hampton Inn in Lawrenceville, Georgia, the Hilton Garden Inn in Atlanta, Georgia. And then on the way back, it was the Hilton Garden Inn in Valdosta, Georgia. All three properties were serving breakfast, and at both the Hilton Inn properties, the bar and restaurants were open promptly at 5 p.m. And here's a pro tip if you ever stay at a Hilton Garden Inn, do yourself a favor and order the wings. You will not be disappointed, as surprising as it sounds. Now, the Lawrenceville, Georgia, and the Valdosta, Georgia properties that I have stayed at, uh, I'd say at least 30 to 40 times each over the past 10 or 15 years. And I'm here to tell you that both of these properties are getting a little bit long in the tooth, as my dad would say, and are in dire need of some major upgrades, such as carpeting, room air conditioners, and those lovely, lovely mini fridges. And this is surprising, as Hilton typically holds their franchisees feet to the fire when it comes to property maintenance and upkeep, now we all know the hotel industry has taken a huge financial hit over the past few years so no doubt cash flow plays into that but if people want to stay at a rundown property they'll head to the local mom and pop no motel or possibly a hotel with a number in the name on to this month's craziness opening up with a bit of a confession i'm not much of a gamer i played castle wolfenstein in the 80s Doom in the 90s, and my son and I played Need for Speed in the early 2000s. I tried my hand at Call of Duty once and got smoked in under 10 or 15 seconds. So that is my whole gamer profile in under 15 seconds. But on March 1st, we opened the month up with a real-life GTA Grand Theft Auto. Dateline JFK Airport, ABC7, New York, gave us this. American Airlines bus stolen from JFK Airport, police identify suspect in a wild chase. And isn't this how the movie Speed started out? 43-year-old Vershawn Wilden, B-U-R-S-H-A-W-N, Quildon, Q-U-I-L-D-O-N, age 43, managed to lead the police on a 15-mile chase. It has happened just before 2 a.m. when Quidlin reportedly jumped into a bus that was left running in lot 12. So here's a quick life lesson. When you leave your vehicle, take the damn keys with you. An airport employee followed the bus and called the police. Police say Quilden was in Queens. He was in Manhattan and across the Brooklyn Bridge into Brooklyn where he was finally pulled over. Quidlin is charged with grand larceny of an auto and criminal possession of stolen property. My guess is the stolen property was the auto. Officials say that the suspect was on probation and is no stranger to law enforcement, as his last arrest was for domestic robbery in 2015. So either he went straight or didn't get caught for the last eight years, but he is said to have had numerous other arrests, including robbery, marijuana possession, assault and transit fraud. So let's stay in the greater New York, New Jersey area with a surprise or not so surprising appearance by, thank you Florida, from Live and Let's Fly, a former U.S. Marine was arrested at Newark Airport after trying to board a flight to, thank you Florida, with a cache of weapons and a fake U.S. Marshall badge. Now this did take place on December 30th, 2022, but it seems to just now be hitting the travel blogosphere. Serates Clowden, S-E-R-E-T-S-E, Clowden, age 42, was heading from Newark, EWR, to Fort Lauderdale, thank you Florida. And while screening one of his bags, TSA agents found a number of high caliber magazines with ammo and a ballistic vest bearing the words Deputy Marshal." TSA agents approached the gate, page Clowden, and there Clowden admitted that he had neither law enforcement credential or a firearms identification card from any state. Officers then pulled his other bags from the aircraft and ultimately found some weapons, a 308 rifle, an AR-15, and at least one Glock. And as agents dug through his bag, they also found a fake U.S. Marshall ID card and a badge, more ammo magazines, and an expandable baton, and last but not least, an immense amount of ammunition. Not sure what quantity immense is, but the word immense did make it into the report. So it had to have been immense. A quick inquiry confirmed that Cloud was not ever been employed by the United States Marshal Service. And somehow I'm thinking the officers knew this long before they submitted the inquiry. And what is Cloud now eligible for? Glad you asked. He faces a maximum prison sentence of 10 years and a fine of up to $250,000, Two hundred fifty thousand dollars, a quarter million dollars and yet another 15 years for fraudulent possession of government identification and documents now i know personally of at least two individuals that had forgotten to remove a handgun from their bag and another one that left some ammunition in the backpack so it does happen but when tsa agents find a number of high caliber magazines with ammo and a ballistic vest bearing the words deputy Marshal," No one forgot anything. And as a Florida tip into that last story on Saturday, March 11th, my home airport, OIA, Orlando International Airport, experienced its busiest day in history, recording a total of 95,287 departing passengers. So this week's first entry into the People Are Dumb category comes from, thank you, Florida, at the airport if you had 10 words to put into the form of a sentence just might land you in jail well here they are whole time they missed a whole bomb in my bag. so broward sheriff's officers bso deputies arrested dorian young davis one of the three named people of dayton ohio after they accused her of making a bogus bomb threat at the fort lauderdale international airport deputies responded after TSA reported a security alert coming from a carry-on bag belonging to Dorian. Authorities said that while being patted down by a TSA agent, Dorian Davis was heard to say, whole time they missed a whole bomb in my bag. Detectives have not said what item caused the security alert, and maybe Dorian Young Davis meant to say, I'm the bomb. Just remember, whole time they missed a whole bomb in my bag. Not a quarter, not a half, but a whole bomb. As we always say, Florida, I'm on vacation, leave on probation. So let's stay local with yet another thank you. Florida story, Orlando international passenger arrested after landing with 38 pounds of meth and four pounds of pot in a suitcase. Now i know it's spring break but seriously you have to pace yourself michael jason scarlett another one of the three named people age 43 was arrested after drug sniffing dogs alerted agents to a suitcase now these were drug sniffing dogs not bomb sniffing dogs as it is thank you florida after all scarlett who was flying in from la now faces charges of possession and intent to distribute a controlled substance according to the criminal complaint when confronted scarlett told agents that he was looking for work in orlando looking for work he should have stayed in la and sold the 38 pounds of meth and four pounds of pot later however once scarlett was in custody he told agents that he knew he messed up and was in a lot of trouble he told the Aegis a man named Chewy paid him 500 bucks to take the suitcase to Orlando and that he had done this two other times as well. Text exchanges on Scarlett's phone led Aegis to believe that Chewie was present at the time that Scarlett landed. And Chewy, my guess, is short for Chewbacca and Disney World is home to Star Wars. And it all makes perfect sense now. Altogether, Florida, come on vacation, leave on probation. So here's a question for this episode. If a passenger, a fellow passenger asked you this while you were mid-flight, where on the safety card does it show where the door handle was located? What would you do? Just like John Kionis, what would you do? Dateline Boston Logan Airport, March 5th, around 45 minutes before landing the flight crew on United Airlines flight 2609 received an alarm in the cockpit that a starboard side door located between the first class and economy class was disarmed. So a flight attendant found that the door locking handle had indeed been moved out of the fully locked position. This was reported to the captain after the flight crew secured the door and emergency slide. Another flight attendant had reported that he observed a passenger near the door and believed that they had tampered with it. Flight attendant confronted the passenger about this and they responded by asking if there were cameras showing that they had done so. Flight attendants then informed the captain that they felt this passenger posed a bit of a threat to the aircraft and that the plane needed to land as soon as possible. Shortly thereafter, that same passenger approached that same door where the flight attendants were standing thrusting toward one of the flight attendants with a stabbing motion with a broken metal spoon hitting the flight attendant on the neck three times. Several passengers then tackled the spoon welding passenger and they were restrained with the assistance of the flight crew and the plane landed without further incident. So two final points. First, this is a perfect example as to why there needs to be a national no-fly list as I'm guessing, this wasn't the first time this passenger decided to show that they were truly cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. And second, for some, it would be terrifying to see someone trying to open the emergency exit door mid-flight. Others would simply turn their phone sideways and film it and put it on the tiki tock but it can't be done. And the reason that you can't open the emergency exit door mid-flight is for one very simple reason. The captain has the key. Nope, seriously, it's physics. The common emergency exit doors are roughly six feet by three and a half feet wide. That means to open a door at 36,000 feet, you would need to overcome more than 24,000 pounds of pressure. Thank you, Google. Believe it or not, I have a lot of friends in the greater New York, New Jersey area, and they all seem to share a very common phrase. And that phrase is, I got a guy. And so we're doing some remodeling here at Chateau Relaxo. And I was discussing this with one of my Northern Brethren friends, and he said, I got a guy. And I replied, remember, I live in Florida. And he replied, I got a guy. And since Florida really is New York with palm trees, I'm pretty sure that he does have a guy. But what about a guy for airline tickets? Enter Aquil Muhammad. A-Q-U-I-L Muhammad, as reported by my hometown news station, WSB-TV Atlanta, Officials say that 36-year-old Muhammad was issuing free tickets without any compensation going to Delta. And he went as far to create fake transportation credit vouchers and Delta travel vouchers to cover the required taxes. Because as we all know, if you fly on points or for free, you still have to pay the government some taxes. So Muhammad issued these non-revenue tickets to different people, including family members and other acquaintances from late 2016 all the way through December of 2017. And here was Muhammad's downfall as Brooks Are Stupid. A lot of the tickets included Muhammad's personal email address as the contact for the passenger. On top of that, Muhammad would sell these quote-unquote free tickets through Square, which also offers an electronic footprint. Mohammed has pled guilty, and sentencing is set for June. So it's been a while since we've discussed the maskers versus the anti-maskers, so I offer you this. Are you familiar with Steve Kirsch? Probably not, more than likely not, but Kirsch is an entrepreneur, and as we all know, everyone's an entrepreneur, including our very own Chateau Relaxo entrepreneur. But Kirsch has started several companies because that's what entrepreneurs do, but Kirsch was also one of the two people who independently invented the optical mouse, the optical mouse that we all use and have been using for the last 10 or 15 years. So it's safe to say that Kirsch is probably flush with cash. And if you happen to live in the rarefied air of being rich, such as Kirsch, you can do some really fun things with your cash. Case in point, early March, Kirsch posted this tweet. I'm on board a Delta flight right now. The person sitting next to me in first class refused $100,000 to remove her mask for the entire flight. No joke. This was after I explained that they don't work. She works for a pharma company. He then tweeted with this comment, and I started the bidding at $100. He finished with this, and I pointed out that when she removed the mask for eating and drinking, she could be infected with one single breath, So now she has full disclosure. So the tweet fielded 32 million views in just six days. And Kirsch, like most everybody, has a substack. And his substack dug a bit deeper into the encounter, asking a couple more questions. He asked, if you were offered X, or amount a dollar amount of X, would you do Y for a few hours? And for safety's sake, he added, I was not trying to compel them to do anything they don't want to do. And as my therapist has told me many, many times, no is a complete sentence. First, finish the tweet-versation with, now the bigger question is, are we no longer able to ask people hypothetical questions in America without being labeled a creep? So here's my take. I am vaxxed, I'm boosted, and for no other reason than I am a giver. And I'm willing to give people a level of comfort if they know that I'm vaxxed and boosted during a client meeting. That being said, no one has ever inquired as to my vaccination status, and I can't remember the last time I was asked to wear a mask. And if I was on the flight, seated next to Kirsch and wearing a mask, would I remove it for 100 bucks? Eh, probably not, since I couldn't pick Kirsch out of the lineup and figured, yeah, he may be a creep. Ten grand? Eh, maybe. Fifty grand? Here's my Venmo, and I'd follow that up with, do you want me to sing a show tune? Another confession for this episode, I have a kink. And it's not what you think, it's a dumb kink, it's people getting tased. So from Live and Let Fly, police tase intoxicated man who confessed to drinking about three margaritas while waiting for a flight at the airport bar. So altogether now, there's a video, there's always a video, but here are the cliff notes and there'll be a link to the video in the show notes. Police decided to arrest an intoxicated and belligerent man. And as he resisted the arrest, He got tased by the police officers and the whole incident, like I said, was captured on video, including an older man who injected himself into the situation. And it's really not clear why only to be told by the police to back off. And this guy got lit up by the taser. And the two questions that I'm sure there aren't any answers to was first were the three margaritas in the form of a pitcher. And second, in an airport full of people with phones. Why wouldn't you just shut up and listen to the cops? Because you know more than likely you're going to end up going viral. And then I look back to the uh, first question, the three margarita part of it. Well, there you have it. Episode 187, the March Crazy Travel Roundup is in the books. If you want detailed show notes, links, and pictures, head over to podpage.com slash travel stories. Visit us at Substack travelstories.substack.com leave me a message at anchor or shoot me an email travelfrick at gmail.com that's travelfrick at gmail.com as i always say travel safe stay safe and thanks for listening